0: Hi, Gratitude Seekers, and welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I wanted to meet Melissa Schwartz. She has rapidly become one of the most sought-after speakers on the topic of understanding children with high sensitivity. She is the co-creator of Leading Edge Parenting and has worked with children for over 15 years. But now, I will let her tell you more about herself. Melissa? Melissa?
1: Thank you so much for having me today. I am so thrilled to be here. I am an author, I'm a speaker, and a coach for parents and highly sensitive children. And it is my great joy to bring new understanding and awareness to this topic that doesn't quite get as much uh, um, airtime as it could. Because when once people discover the term high sensitivity, their whole world opens up.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I also think of myself as being, uh, I don't know if it's high sensitivity, but a sensitive person and even a sensitive man, even though it's not, not really easy to say this because men are not supposed to be sensitive. <laughs> um, and yeah, it happens for me to to make mistakes like before. And <laughs> these, these things happen because when you put emotion, when you are sensitive, these things might happen. And yeah, I think... Uh, it's important for us to accept this and see it as it is, right?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the whole point of your podcast, I love this idea of finding gratitude. And once you discover the, the gifts that come with being highly sensitive, then you can really live in deep appreciation for the way that you are hardwired to experience life. It's not easy, but once you shift the way that you think about sensitivity then life becomes really really wonderful
0: yeah i totally agree because once we we accept ourselves and not criticize ourselves we we get to appreciate ourselves more and the world around us more absolutely yeah and one of
1: the other things that i love to to say about high sensitivity is people who are highly sensitive experience a broader range of emotions. So while they feel really low lows and sadness and depression feels much bigger, they also feel really high highs and joy and ecstasy and, you know, uh, a highly sensitive person. Like I live, I live in San Diego at the beach. I moved to tears on a regular basis, watching the sunrise or the sunset or seeing a, a seagull fly over me. And, most people, you know, people who are not highly sensitive, don't experience that kind of deep joy on a regular basis. So um, there is something really special about having this hardwiring and moving through life in this way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful, and uh, I, I agree with this totally because I have been for for a while. I. I tried to numb down my feelings so I can get over things easier and I'm sure I'm not the only one that, that that does this or have done that in the in the past. Um and I've also seen this happen like uh when I didn't feel the lows as uh, harsh at, as they may, might have been the highs weren't as high as as exactly. they could as, as they were. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's awesome. So um, the first thing that I that I want to ask you about, uh, Melissa, is what is your favorite gratitude quote and why? Yeah,
1: I love this question. It was hard for me to choose just one because um, gratitude is is for me, it's a way of living. It's, it is um it's choosing a mindset of looking for the good in things. And so there are so many beautiful quotes that speak to it, but the one that um, at least for today, that's my favorite quote. My favorite quote for today is um, I believe it's by Meister Eckhart and it, it's, it goes like, um, if the only prayer you said in your whole life was, thank you, that would be enough. And I really, I believe that to be true. And Uh, when I work with parents with sensitive children, we frequently talk about how the parents have to look for appreciation in the children and, and teach the children to say, thank you for, thank you for the food. Thank you for, thank you to my shoes. You know, thank you for everything. Because once we see the world through this lens of appreciation, our whole life changes.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, And I've written an article on this uh on saying thank you and the fact that my parents uh did um, educate me in this way to say thank you uh what they missed in my opinion is and I'm sure I'm not the only one in this situation also is that uh they weren't able to teach me how to feel grateful as I'm saying the words because. Yeah many times I was saying thank you because this is how you need to to behave in society and uh, I have for this I have an exercise for for people to when they say thank you to become aware and to um really feel the gratitude when they say thank you and uh I, I myself have have done this, and it's really beautiful. It really shifts your perspective and your your emotions regarding uh, saying thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. One of the one of the um, games that I encourage parents to play with their children is, you know, so if you went to a playground, for example, when you leave the playground, say thank you slide. It was so much fun sliding down. Thank you sandbox. I loved digging in, and that way as you give the reason why you're so thankful, it really um, amplifies the emotion inside and it helps you remember, Oh yeah, that was so much fun. I loved swinging on the swings. I can't wait to come back and do it again. Thank you swings. Thank you for letting me float in the sky. And, and I, and I really believe that when um, we get those messages as children, then we grow into adults who are naturally grateful and move through life, really feeling appreciation um, as you said internally not just externally because it's the way that we're supposed to behave then we really um embody that gratitude and we just feel so good you know especially as a sensitive person um i i like to say the better you feel the better you feel you know the more <laughs> the more gratitude you feel the easier it is to feel grateful about things so it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy
0: yeah i totally agree because you, you tend to see the things that make you feel more grateful more often. And instead of seeing the other things that might make you sad, you you see and you enjoy the things that... Because you cannot at any point in life, you can uh, think about things that make you sad or think, uh, things that make you happy and that make you feel grateful. So it's actually a choice. Yes. And if you choose to to look more in the direction of the things that you you're grateful for, you yeah, life gets much better and much more beautiful. So um, what I also wanted to ask you, Melissa, is um, what do you do when it's hard to be grateful?
1: Well, I allow myself to have those moments because uh, there are some times where it's hard to be grateful. You know, there are some times where you find yourself in a situation where you know you should be grateful, but you just can't get there. And, um, one thing that I've learned is that I can't, I I don't want to judge myself in those moments because then, then I feel even worse. And so, um, in the times when I'm struggling to feel grateful, I, I give myself a pass and I let myself be easy and usually it moves pretty quickly in that case. Uh, I also, like to look for simple things to be appreciative for, like being able to breathe. I think that that's always a really good one to come back to. And uh, that's why meditation is such a powerful tool because even when it feels like there's nothing to be thankful for, there's nothing to appreciate, you can always appreciate the breath and the, the, the movement of your body. Um, you know, Sometimes when I'm sick and I have a cold and it's hard to breathe through my nose, I think to myself, "Oh, you know, I wish I could just breathe easily," and and those are the kind of moments that remind me that I can find gratitude in really the very simple things um, that typically I take for granted. That I don't even, you know, it's rare that I appreciate that my legs work until, um, you know, um, um, I see somebody in a wheelchair or I see somebody on crutches, and I think, "Wow, I'm so lucky that that I that I can move easily." So um, in the in the moments when I'm struggling. I try to be easy and then look for something really simple to focus my attention on, whether it's the sky or the ground beneath me or my breath, the the simple things that never go away, that are always there to help me come back to myself.
0: Yeah, that's very beautiful. I also, I also do this. Uh, I understood at one point that um, we usually uh, feel grateful when we see contrast or when we experience contrast. And uh, we don't realize that we are lucky uh, with the fact that we can breathe, like you said, until we get the cold and we can't breathe norm- normally. And um, you can do this. You you don't need to be to have a cold in order to, to feel grateful that you breathe. You can't think of the time that you had a cold and, uh, you can feel grateful that you are healthy now and you can breathe normally and that's amazing and that you can do things because when you when you are sick you'll lie in bed and you think oh my god how many things i would do and when you when you're you're able to do all the things that you want it's like okay <laughs> it's just another day exactly and yeah I also believe that uh, um, this exercise, when you see some someone that um, has a, a problem like um, missing a leg or something like that, to to feel compassion for that person, but also to to be conscious of the fact that you are fortunate enough to have both legs and you, the fact that you can walk, and that's the, the fact that you are actually having a gift that you, you can enjoy?
1: Yeah, for me, the, the, the um, common denominator and everything we're talking about is really choosing your perspective and making a deliberate choice to change your attitude. And um, so many people like to blame their attitude on external circumstances. And um, what, you know, what I've realized, especially as a, I'm, because I am also highly sensitive, is that if I do that, life sucks. It just feels miserable and um, I, f- I feel like I'm a victim to the world, and I feel totally disempowered. And I know that I can find my personal power. I can um, I can control the way that things unfold in my life by shifting my attitude and and making a choice to look for the good. Uh, I remember, being on a bus one time and, um, you know, on one side of the road was the ocean, right? The beautiful Pacific ocean that we have here in California. And on the other side of the road was all of this trash and garbage. And, and at first I was so angry who would litter here. It's such a beautiful place. And then I said, Melissa, you don't have to look at the trash. You can look out the other window. You, I have the choice of where I focus my attention. And it's, it's not too, ignore that there's garbage, but it's to shift to appreciation of the beautiful ocean and wanting to keep it clean and, and um, keep it a place for the animals and, 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 and focusing on what I want rather than what I don't want. I think that that's really for me, why gratitude is so important is because it's making a deliberate choice about where I want to focus my attention. And, um, you know, to me, it's like, if you put on a television or a radio or a podcast, you know, somebody who's listening to this podcast made a deliberate choice to tune into something that is uplifting and feels good. They could choose to put on a podcast that talks about, you know, the, the, the woes of the world and all of the trouble that's going on. And, and I'm not saying that those things don't happen. They do happen. But I also know that the way that I impact the world, the way that I bring positive change is by focusing on the good stuff and 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 being um, a force of, of positive in the world rather than just looking at all of the negative things that are going on because all I'll do is amplify that and I want to amplify the good. I want to help people find reasons to be appreciative and thankful and grateful for being alive. And so that's really... Why, um, I know that I always have a choice in the way that I choose to think about things. And, and it just feels so much better to live in gratitude. It, it feels good. It's not just of the external stuff, but it doesn't.
0: Hi.
1: Feel good to go through life complaining and looking at everything that's wrong. it feels so much better to focus on what is working and what is good and what is positive so for me, gratitude is really it's a conscious choice, and some days it's really hard to make it, but um, that's why we start with the small things, right like the breath or appreciating your body or the the solid ground under my feet some days that's all i can find appreciation for mm-hmm. and that's okay um because most days it, it's much easier to focus on the good and and really find things to be grateful for
0: exactly yeah so uh, were you always a, a a grateful person or did you have a meaningful experience before um switching making the switch to uh, to choose to be grateful more often <sighs>
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you for the question. I, I, I think that when I was younger, I felt really misunderstood. Um, m- my parents, who, who are wonderful and loving and well-intentioned, and in fact, I work with my mom now, um, <laughs> I, I don't think that they really understood me because I am highly sensitive and I'm quite intense. And I can imagine that as a child, I was really challenging uh, and so I would say it was probably somewhere when I was in high school or college, um, I was introduced to a really wonderful teacher, Esther Hicks, and oh, yeah. she uh, teaches the art of appreciation. And um, once, I, once I learned from her that um, focusing on what you want, focusing on what feels good brings more of that into your life, uh, everything changed for me because um, it was almost like I knew too much to go back. It was like in the matrix, like I took the blue pill and now I knew what I knew. And so if I wasn't grateful and things went wrong in my life, I felt like it was my doing. And when I was grateful and appreciative and things went well in my life, it was my doing. And so at some point, I just had a very clear understanding that appreciation and gratitude is the way of life that I want to live because I want to live a joyful life and I want to um, leave a legacy of um, being an uplifter and being a positive influence in the world. And without gratitude, it's not possible to do that. So I don't know that I always um, lived a life of gratitude, but once I discovered it, I couldn't go back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's it was the same for me because uh once i realized how good it can be to to focus on gratitude and how many beautiful things come my way uh by doing this it's like why choose the other way of course i'm not grateful all the time i have my challenges also but most of the time it's a conscious choice that i make and this is, this is what I want our listeners to do also. It's not going to be uh, all the time easy to be grateful, but it's something that you can choose. And uh, life is much better this way. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you said something about when you, when you were a child. Um, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude?
1: Ah. Uh. Well, I would tell my younger self that I can be grateful in every situation. And, um, you know, when I look back on my childhood, uh, I have childhood wounds as we all do. Um, And it's so funny because as an adult, uh, you know, some of the the wounds – um, seemed like they came through certain people or certain friends and as an adult I've had the opportunity to reconnect with some of those people and um, kind of talk about those experiences from a new perspective and it's so interesting when the other person involved in the scenario shares their perspective and I realized that I completely misinterpreted a situation or um, I misread somebody else's intentions and I held on to it for so long and let it um be the cause of so much pain. So I think what I would tell my younger self is to lighten up and not take things so personally and to look for the growth opportunity in every situation that comes because um to me gratitude is also it's like a byproduct of pain sometimes, you know. Um you, you see somebody get sick, but then you're grateful that they weren't more sick. Or you lose a lot of money, but you're grateful that you still have a bed to sleep in. Um, so you mentioned earlier about the contrast. I think I would say to my younger self, don't get caught up in the details of the contrast. Look for the gift in it. Because it's very easy to see the trash on the side of the road instead of the ocean view. And so I would encourage my younger self to... Just just look, for, look at the good. Look at the beautiful ocean. Um, look for the, the nugget of gratitude in whatever situation unfolds. And don't take it personally when contrast shows up because that's part of life and it happens for everybody. And there's a gift in it. Without the contrast, there wouldn't be anything to be grateful for. So don't, don't use that as an excuse to ignore the blessing that's really showing up.
0: Exactly, exactly, and um this is what uh, I found out uh, while talking to people and uh, uh, while working doing my work that in fact, we all have challenges, we all have um that perfect life that we might see at at some people or in the magazines or on t v on or something else. Uh, in my opinion, at least, it doesn't exist. Even they have their challenges and uh, we might look at them and say that they have the perfect life, but that's not true. And uh, even if you get to a certain point in life where you you are successful, when you have money, you have fame or things like that, uh, you might be happier because you have uh, those things, but you still have challenges. It's not something like you get to a point when you're successful and you you everything is perfect from then on. It's still um, a conscious choice to be happy and to feel grateful in those situations. This this is what I believe. I don't know what's your perspective on this.
1: Yeah, I agree completely because even if you have uh, a successful job and money and all of the things that um, look like they make somebody happy, those things can all be lost. There are no guarantees in life. And, you know, you can have lots of money in the bank, and then the economy crashes and you lose it. So to me, it's it's a much more sound investment to invest in your emotional well-being than in your physical circumstances because those are transient. Those can always change, but somebody who lives in gratitude can get through anything. It makes me think about Nelson Mandela, who spent all of these years in prison and then came out of prison and actually brought his, his captors into his cabinet um, when, he, when he was in office. Nobody could get through an experience like that. Being in jail without having an attitude of, of gratitude and appreciation because his circumstances didn't give him a reason to have that attitude, but he had to make that choice. Um, it also makes me think about you know celebrities in Hollywood who it looks like they have everything, but you don't know how they feel when they get into bed at night and they lay their head on the pillow. Exactly. Nobody knows what their inner story is, what their beliefs about themselves are how satisfied they feel in their relationships. And to me, that is the true mark of success, is feeling good about yourself, being excited to get up in the morning, having a purpose and a passion in life. To me, I'm not impressed by external circumstances because those are transient and they're not really the mark of a joyful life. For me, the mark of a joyful life is somebody who feels good, who is self-confident in a healthy way, who is compassionate and an uplifter and um, leaving a, a positive wake behind them that is going to affect other people. For me, that is so much more important than any external circumstances ever could be.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because we we tend to believe that if we have those external circumstances, that those will make us feel in a certain way. But uh, the thing is that we are... 100% responsibility of how we see the things because in my own experience i reached some goals that i had and it was like okay i'm here why am i not happy yeah i, I should be happy what's yeah. wrong what's wrong with me what's not okay i should go for another goal a higher goal a, a harder to achieve goal that's when i will be happy and i realized that eh, it doesn't work that way and it's not always that easy. It's like uh, if I don't make a choice to uh, to enjoy the the road until uh, getting to the to the goal. That uh, if I don't um, enjoy the moments that I have until then, that reaching the goal is is not something that uh, that can bring like I thought. And at one point, that it's success. It's something. That you, once you get there, everything is perfect. Everything is lined up. You're only happy every day. You just wake up and you're happy and smiling, and you don't have to do anything to get into that state. Everything is perfect. And I think this is how uh, success is sold, generally speaking. And I, I don't believe that. Well, wh- one of my uh, um, recent guests on, on the Gratitude Podcast, Nikki Pava, uh, said that uh, success is actually a day by day process actually it's something you choose every day and you you do something for every day and it's more regar- um, regarding the feelings that you have rather than the i don't know the external success that you might have
1: absolutely i Agree completely. You know, many of the, the parents that I work with come to me because their children are acting out, they're misbehaving in some way, and the parents don't know what to do. And most parents have a goal to raise successful children. And for that it means going to a good college or having a good job. And what I tell those parents is I have a very different definition of a successful child. For me, a successful child is, is a child who feels good about themselves, who is kind and expresses their emotions in a healthy way. And by that, I mean using their words rather than it coming out through physical aggression or shouting or slamming doors. To me, uh, a teenager who slams doors and sneaks out of the house and is you know getting into risky behavior with their friends but gets straight A's in school and gets into a good college – that's not success, at least in my eyes, because um, somebody who feels good about themselves is going to make good choices in life. They're going to they're going to live um, a, a life where they're having a positive impact, and to me, that is a mark of success. M- many successful business people are. I hope this doesn't sound too controversial. Are are successful because they they do things like they destroy the planet or. They make money by using child labor or they cheat the government and don't pay taxes. So to me, that is not a mark of success. It might be financial accomplishment, but to me, real success is, is what I said earlier. It's laying your head down on your pillow at night and feeling like you did a, you were a good person today. You had a positive effect on the world And that's, that doesn't have anything to do with what's in your bank account. It has to do with what's in your heart. It has to do with the way that you move through life. And, and so I'm really glad that we're having this conversation. That's really kind of changing the definition of what success is, because to me, if you don't have gratitude in your heart, then, then there is no success. That is a critical factor that, that you can't remove from the puzzle. And if we only look at external circumstances, like, Where did you go to school? How much money do you make? What kind of car do you drive? To me, that is irrelevant to how successful you are because many of those people work a lot of hours. They don't have close relationships. They don't take care of their body or their health. And so I don't really see that as success. I see that as um, trying to please the external world, trying to impress other people. To me, there's a lot of ego involved in that. And really to be successful is to become humble and to put your ego aside and to self-reflect and wonder, am I, am I living an authentic life? Am I living my best life? Am I contributing to other people in a, in a way that's meaningful? To me, that's the real mark of success.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And getting back to the, the fact that uh, success is a day-by-day process, um, do you do something uh, that helps you be grateful consistently? Do you have an activity or a practice or something that you do?
1: Yeah, you know, I have many practices that I do. I think it's important to—I um, call them self-care practices—and and I—I um, and I actually wrote uh, an ebook that's free for parents with sensitive children, and it's self-care for sensitive children. And it goes through about 10 different practices that young children can do because uh, I believe that uh, self-care is the ultimate act of gratitude. Um, and so I like to have lots of different things because if I do the same thing every day, it, it, it loses its, um, I lose my appreciation for it.
0: Mm, that's so, interesting, yeah. yeah.
1: So some of the things I like, I like to meditate. Um, and by that, I just sit and quiet my mind and focus on my breath. Um, and kind of notice where it is in my body. Um, I like to journal. I like to put on music. I like to go for walks. Um, I like to just be in nature and appreciate things like the leaves and the, and the sand. Um, I live at the beach, so it's really easy for me to step outside and find things externally to be appreciate, you know, appreciative for. Um, but I like to try different things all the time because for me personally, if I only had one or two practices, um, it, would, it would be hard for me to feel the freshness. And uh, for me, appreciation really comes through those fresh eyes, through seeing things through a different lens. So some days, m- my practice of appreciation is pulling a book and, and reading a quote. An inspirational quote or something like that. So um, I like to I like to switch it up every day. But yes, I believe it's really important to start the day with um, an activity or an action that produces gratitude because it really sets the tone for yeah. the way that I move throughout the rest of my day. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great, and it's it's really interesting, and I think it's a really good tip for um, the people listening to us that like to have. Uh, variety and don't like to do the one practice every day or something like that and this might work uh, much better for 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 some people because it's not something that they they feel they must do it's like more what they feel every day and it, this might work very well for some people and it's really a good tip thank <laughs> you for that
1: yeah pleasure
0: so uh we are um coming to the end of our interview, and I want to ask you one important question. Um, do you want to mention a few people in your life that you're grateful for?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I, want to say I am grateful for everyone in my life, even the ones who bring a lot of contrast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes those are the hardest ones to be grateful for. But when I am in my... My authentic self, when I am completely out of ego, I am able to see the really challenging people in my life as my greatest teachers, and so I have the most gratitude for them because they really push me to, to grow and to live what I know, um, to be less reactive and to be more loving. Um, so it's really easy for me to say I'm grateful for my family and my friends Um, But the people that I really want to honor in this case are the ones that are really challenging. Um, The people that um, trigger me and make me angry and reactive because those are the people that give me the most opportunity to become my, my truest self and grow into the the best version of who I am.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's a really a a good shift uh, because People usually uh, think about the close persons that they have, um, like family and friends, like you said. And it's really interesting to focus on the thing, the people that actually <laughs> um, don't come up in in your best thoughts, <laughs> and uh, to feel grateful for for them and for the fact that they they have a lesson for you. They have something that you need to learn and. Um, you can grow by doing this actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, the people that um, are easy to appreciate, those people don't push me in the same way. You know, of course it's wonderful and important to have those um, safe relationships, but, but they, those aren't where I, I feel myself really pushing the limits. You know, it is really the challenging people in my life that that push me to those limits and um, are probably the, the greatest catalysts for, for my growth. So um, for today, those are the ones that I'd really like to honor.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. So um, do you have um, a book or some books that you want to recommend? Uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my mom and I actually wrote a book. It's called Authentic Parenting Power. And if anybody listening has children, I'd really recommend it. Um, primarily because the the tagline of the book is shift your thoughts, change their behavior. And so what we talk about in this book is about how our thoughts are so powerful. And when we shift the way that we're thinking about somebody, we can actually affect the way that they behave and show up in the world. So for parents who are struggling with their children or just want to deepen their relationships with their children, uh, I really encourage that particular book. Um,
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's okay. So, um you mentioned also an an ebook that you you have.
1: Yeah. So Where I wrote an find- ebook called uh, Self-Care for Sensitive Children, and you can download it for free on our website, which is leadingedgeparenting.com and if you go there, you'll you'll see, um, you just type in your email address and we'll email you the ebook. and it's got a bunch of tips for parents and children that they can do together. Um, it's recommended for children about ages 5 and up, but even if you've got younger children, you can read it and incorporate some of the ideas into your day-to-day with the children, and the whole whole idea is really to teach gratitude. It's very much what we've been talking about on this podcast. Um, I believe that if we wait until we're having a hard time to look for gratitude, it's much harder. But if we make this a daily part of our lives, then it becomes routine. It becomes second nature. And so I really encourage parents to begin doing this with their children when they're young so that as they grow up this is just a natural part of their life so you can download that for free on our website too
0: yeah i think i think this helps uh, parents achieve their most uh, important goal uh, to to see their children successful yeah, but from my opinion in a more healthy way because when they raise uh, children that are grateful and that uh, incorporate gratefulness and they enjoy the world much much better and they live a much happier life and this is this is what it's all about actually
1: absolutely and they do
0: this in spite of the challenges because we all do even even if our our parents wanted us to wanted to protect us against all kinds of challenges sooner or later we still have them we still have to face them and it's really good to have an attitude of gratitude that can be a tool with which you can uh, see the world in a different way and deal with the the challenges that we have.
1: Absolutely. I like to think about gratitude as being um, like a, a tool in the toolbox because it's exactly what you said. Life brings challenges. Nobody goes through life without challenges. It's not possible. But we've all got tools that we use to navigate life and to get through the hard times and gratitude. It's like the Swiss army knife of tools because it will, it will work in so many situations. And when you learn from a young age that you can, that you can appreciate things that you can um, see life through this lens, then you've really got um, you've just got this very powerful Um, tool to to help you get through those hard times in life. It makes the hard times not seem so insurmountable. It it really helps you to know that you can handle whatever comes your way. So um, yeah, I really encourage it from from as young as possible because uh, it, it helps to set the paradigm that a child has as they move through life. You know, when they know that they can find something to appreciate no matter what then they are so much more resilient and and better able to handle the challenges that naturally come for all of us
0: exactly exactly so thank you very much melissa for uh, being here with us and for sharing these amazing uh, life stories and your experience with us and thank you so much for having uh, me do you have week. A, do you have a closing thought
1: yeah, you know, I think my um, my final thoughts would just be to look for the good and to be easy and to lighten up and not take things so seriously. Uh, you know, we we can um, get so caught up in the details of life and everybody has the same human experience. You know, it's, it's my belief that we came into human form to experience joy and gratitude and love um, to feel those feelings to feel the the sweetness that comes from those kind of relationships and to go out into the world and and make other people feel good and be an uplifter and so i would encourage the listeners to take what we talked about today and 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 be a force of good in the world go out there and uplift other people and uplift yourself and make make the choice make a deliberate choice to look for the good
0: awesome message gratitude seekers yeah Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa. And uh, just thank you for for being here and for sharing so many beautiful things with us.
1: Thank you. Really, really wonderful. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast. By the way, what are you grateful for right now?